All right, Cameron Lazy's episode number 23. Uh, this is a bit of a strange one because we had this one planned for Sunday afternoon and only a couple hours ago the news came out that Kobe Bryant uh, and, his old, and his daughter uh, had died in a helicopter crash in Los Angeles. So the basketball world is in mourning right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, strange vibes in the Cameron Lazy's um, podcast zone. So yeah, I mean, we're still going to go ahead and do the podcast, but it just yeah, I, I think we're going to talk about Kobe for a little while. Yeah, let's uh, we'll take a brief moment of silence, and then uh, we'll we'll go back to to our discussion. All right, thanks everyone. Um, may his memory be a blessing. Uh, very very sad. Yeah, his and his daughters. Oh yes, his daughter. That, that's right. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I came. It's still... I, got, I got to the news very late. Um, both of you texted me while I just finished playing a tennis match, and it was absolutely jarring. Um, yeah, and it was the worst of like Twitter. Um, after yeah. like all all kinds of rumors flying around. So many different reports and uh, yeah, and, pe- and not just on Twitter, but like ABC reported that mm-hmm. all four of his daughters were on the plane, oh and people God. were like, or on the helicopter, and people were like, wait, there were only five people on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. What's the math there? Like, was Kobe like piloting? And yeah. it, it's just like it, these things in the cauldron of it are insane and weird. And uh, but yeah, I mean, the basic thing is that it's staggering that somebody who is larger than life. Has been in our lives for about twenty three years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a little bit older than we are, and it's yeah, since we were kids. Like Kobe Bryant has been. I mean, right into the NBA out of mm-hmm. high school, yep. he's always been a star. Uh, and right through the end of his like very final game, he does you know did amazing things on the court. Very complicated man, mm-hmm. uh, and we can talk a little bit about that too. So yeah, uh, just what a what a weird afternoon. Uh, I was on the Peloton, and Emily came in and uh, was like. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what a weird thing to hear. Uh, so, yeah, Ariana, I mean, give me your thoughts. I mean, this is on this on this strange, strange day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was weird. I had just gotten back from uh, a trip to Boston and was kind of settling in at home. Um, was, uh, you know, watching tv and then i started getting text messages coming in and the first thing that i got was just like a news article about the crash and it didn't make mention of him at all and so i had that kind of that moment of like why is my friend sending me this um and then a whole bunch of other messages started coming in and people were like i don't even know what to like think right now um and um yeah i don't know it was uh jarring to say the least but then there were also things about it that just like uh really upset me partly in the like trying to figure out what happened and like looking at like what social media was doing and all the different quote-unquote news reports coming out um and like nobody actually like knew at the moment in time that I was looking at the news what had happened and so there was just like all the speculation and like people were saying oh confirm this confirm that and it was but no actual news reports and so it kind of gave me that moment of like this is like the worst of like what social media news does I saw one tweet and I won't mention who it was but it was like today Vanessa Bryant has lost like Kobe and enlisted all four daughters yeah. in their ages and it's like what a performative like shit tweet that is. You yeah. don't know if it's true. It turned out not to be. Mm-hmm. And it, but yeah, like that that kind of thing too comes out, doesn't yeah. it? Along with all the tragedy, it's like people sort of just trying you can to almost like tell them. they like it in yeah. some way. I, I don't even in know how to explain it. Or something. In, in general, I'm not really a fan of performative public mm-hmm. mourning, especially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I you know I'll probably uh, make some enemies over this um, probably in my own house when you know David Bowie died. It was very sad, but yeah. you know there 
was an outpouring of you know for days uh we talk about this uh, when prince died mm-hmm. kind of the, the same same thing uh I, I think uh maybe it's just that i'm not as close to the music world um mm. and the impact is not uh is not the same but uh but kobe bryant you know certainly a complicated figure um but someone who who i think um what what struck me most was his he always seemed up for it. Um, he always seemed up for life. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he was uh, uh, a bit of a messy, drama-loving guy, mm-hmm. and uh, that showed that he was really here for it. Um, uh, and I was really looking forward to, you know, Kobe in retirement was an interesting mm-hmm, character, um, uh, and I was really looking forward to him growing old and still being Kobe and still holding grudges um, and uh, you know, being, being larger than life. Um, And it's, uh, it's sad. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, It is a a person, like I said, that has been sort of like a defining figure, probably just on facial recognition has to be one of the like five most recognizable Americans or something, you know, well, whenever you're known by a single name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like basketball has the highest like star quality, and he was the biggest star in basketball for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. Um, it, it, timing's so strange. LeBron just passed him yesterday yeah. on the all-time scoring list. Um, yeah, weird, 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 weird day. And uh, on the topic of the performative morning, I feel like my dad is somebody who, like, the minute a celebrity died, he was cracking wide like it, that this right. was his moment like to step up and do some joke about like mm. princess diana or something oh, interesting so i like i don't do that but it does like skew my brain and yeah the david bowie thing like the prince thing there were a lot of people it became a cliche they're very it's very sad it is it's mm-hmm. always it's always it's someone sad. you know someone who's losing their life right um and and life is a very precious thing yeah uh, on the other hand you know that well no and it's it's not just their life it's that they're really talented people um, oh sure, because yeah, people are dying all the time. Like yes, it's, it's right. more, it's like more tragic for people when Bowie dies than like an earthquake kills a thousand people in Chile or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like it has a bigger impact on people's lives here. Um, but I understand it. You know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm it, not. It's a single life, right? A single life is a tragedy, right? And a thousand lives doesn't mean anything. Right. I'm sure I got that quote exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'll be honest, I think a part of me is like, while I'm sad that it happened, there is so much going on in this world that it's just not going to like resonate with me that long, and I know that. And and that's in my head, like I think maybe I have a lack of empathy or I'm just like not an empathic person with stuff like this. And so I think I have a prejudice of like when I see people reacting on Twitter this way, I imagine their brain works the same way as mine and that they're just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That they're thinking the same thing as me and that they're just being phonies online. When in, in fact, I should probably be more, a lot more generous. Like they may just be like better people who are really are legitimately affected by it in a way that's deeper than I am. Where I'm like, yeah, Kobe Bryant, like constant figure in my life, but it's just not going to change things for me that much. And then I feel guilty because I feel like an unsympathetic, cold human being. But well, I guess that's just like an honest appraisal of, of oh, yeah. my you're, mental state. Yeah, you're being judged right now. Very, <laughs> very hard. Let, let it happen. It's all right. Um, uh, well, I I actually, to veer off into uh, the topic of mourning generally, I think I have a strange belief, and I'm not sure it's a, a necessarily a religious belief, but that um, 
and and this is certainly a psychological thing to protect myself from the finality of death, uh, which is to say that people do live after they are dead, right? As long as um, there's a memory of a person in someone's mind, uh, that person is still actually alive. Right. Um, I feel like Neil Gaiman's well, American Gods functioned on that principle a little bit, which is like as long as somebody worships a god, even one person, that god exists. Right. Uh, it's a similar like thing. But like, do I just not want to face the the sad reality that death is final? I don't know. I, I think even in that... <laughs> well, I think well even ta- in toss that, it to you, Ariana. <laughs> I, I, I think even in that notion of the memories of someone live on, like you are, you can deal with their physical death, Mm. their physical absence, and then still appreciate the memory of them and like preserving that memory and keeping it alive. Like the, those two things aren't mutually exclusive from one another. Right. Mm -hmm. In the fact that he like in death, there is a finality. There will not be more memories that are created by that person or with that person. There will not be further, immediate impacts from their presence on the world but there are still effects that ripple through because of their memory and because of their life um and so yeah those the those two things aren't mutually exclusive you can deal with the finality of death but then also preserve and keep their memory alive um so yeah, I think that's really well put. Um, I just want to say tangentially, the finality of death is not a sad reality to me. I have nightmares about like the afterlife being oh, yes. like a Twitter cage or something. Right. Like, like oh some, no, no, some, my, not my death. My death will be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. I, but I'm, I'm saying if somebody came and said like we know definitively now that there is no afterlife, I'd be like, oh, great, because like <laughs> when you gamble on an afterlife, you're gambling that it's a good one. You don't, yes. <laughs> you don't necessarily know that. But all right, so let me just say, reading the room, um, I'm the asshole. Yep. I think you're in the middle, Aaron, but Ariana, Thank we you. haven't really heard from you, and I think we should make space for that. It seems like this probably hit you, of the three of us, the hardest. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a combination of, um, I don't know, a lot of different things. I think partly from like hearing it from so many different places and like how it's affected other people who were close to me. Um, and then also just kind of, I don't know, reflecting on, like, I, I think the fact in, take take this as you will, I think the fact that it wasn't just him, it was him and his daughter, and mm-hmm. in looking at the relationship that he had with his daughter and the closeness that they had there, and, like, not to say that he didn't love his other daughters, um, but, like, there was a specialness to that relationship. Um, and so it is incredibly painful and like that being gone and like that being how how that came to be um for lack of a better way of putting it um and you know I'd be remiss in saying that like I don't think about like my own relationship with my dad and like watching basketball playing basketball and like enjoying the game and things like that um or like you know, friends of mine who are close to me who have recently lost parents or loved ones and things mm-hmm. along those lines. And so um, I, I think, yeah, there are a lot of other things personal to me that are uh, at play here as well. And so I, I think that's why there's kind of a complicated feeling and reaction to yeah. um, to his passing. And it kind of brings up, and I said this to you earlier when I first 
got here. Um, this notion of his death does not impact me directly, right? Sure, sure. For his wife, for his other kids, for people who, his family, people who are close to him personally, like their world stopped today. Um, and there is a part of me that is really disgusted by, like they showed a, like, they panned the area near where the crash Ugh, was and it was that. full of people on their phones, including a person Ugh. who was like out with their dog, no, like no. recording the crash site and like being there with the reporters. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That disgusted me in a way that I don't know how to convey. And so it's like part of me, the reaction to this is an anger at the way that the world is right now. Oh, for sure. And like the, the sort of like detached nature of like, Ooh, look at this thing. Let me Facebook live it or, you know, instagram live it or something like that and there's something gross about that to me see and i think that's part of my problem too is that like so when you're talking about the personal stuff that is by far the saddest angle of it the angle of what this does to the surviving family and the sadness of kobe bryant probably understanding in that last moments that it wasn't just him who's going mm -hmm. to die it was also his daughter and the fact that you know he would give anything for it to be just him yeah. um and that's yeah that is like when you hit that personal angle it is sad i think i quickly look at the reaction and see like how I, I'd like, let me just read a tweet here from somebody that I just feel like it kills me. Um, I don't know who is it here. Um, sorry, this might just take a quick second, but, um, I guess we're having another moment of silence here. And this <laughs> one, is, this one's completely my fault. Maybe I'll go back and edit this. Um, so, okay, this tweet from an old sports writer was like, Kobe Bryant was always too young to be drafted by the Charlotte Hornets at 17, to amaze the basketball world again and again, to retire, now this at just 41. And that's like the least objectionable of all the reactions, but I also feel like it's so prepared and like, yeah. it's, a, it's just a weird way to think about things. And, and it, I just get the sense that the reaction is all about other people mm -hmm. and that kills me and I become fixated on it. Yeah. And I, then I like, I quickly move past the actual tragedy just because I feel like, I don't know, we're just so inundated with tragedies. The only thing that reliably makes me mad anymore is like, um, the kids in cages at the border. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I laugh when I say that, but every time I see a story on it, I become furious and, and sad. And yeah. other thing, I don't know why, but other things just pale in comparison. But I, you're completely right in the way you're reacting, and you have a much healthier perspective. Yeah, I agree. You are the, the you you are easily the most uh, emotionally mature of all of us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, it's no, that's it's pretty clear. Everyone will listen to this tape and uh, and, and, yeah. and think that. Yeah. Like Shane's um, brain is yeah. broken. <laughs> No kidding. One of the first things I thought after oh, the original news was, I wonder what Trump's going to tweet about this. Mm. Oh, God. I'm telling you, my brain is broken by the world we live in. Yeah. It, it's like completely you, shattered. You really, you spend too much time online. Oh, there's no, absolutely no yeah. question about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It really is like a, yeah, it, it can immediately become frustrating. Um, and I think to me, like some of the things that in looking at online reactions, like, um, there is that aspect of like people who feel like obligated to like say something. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And then there were moments that like actually captured like genuine, like, so uh, the rockets and nuggets tipped off and they like, while they were like warming up and things, they heard this news and you could see it ricochet through the players as they were warming up and like how upset they were and how deeply impacted by mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. they were. Um, like Austin rivers was crying and like, it just like, you could see the emotionality there. And so I think to me, there is the 
people reacting for the sake of reacting people who were genuinely like touched by who this figure was um who's and they knew him a lot of those guys knew him absolutely and so who were like it was it was felt it was real that his his loss impacted him so much um and yeah i don't know it's just i don't know it's one of those yeah it doesn't impact my life directly but i can still feel that loss Mm -hmm. um and like for other people who are like feeling this loss, it's it's the same thing. But I think there is a, um, there is sometimes that like forgetting that again for for his family, for his loved ones, their world stops. And like it is that way for any death that somebody goes through. Like your world stops when that happens, and the rest of the world keeps going on. Like you might get condolences that usher out for you, mm-hmm. but everybody else's lives continue on. That's the thing. Even um, with Kobe Bryant, they will. Yeah. Right. And so it's a weird it's a weird mix of of emotions. Yeah. Um well, thank you. Um uh I think we're ready to talk about Duke. The awkward transition of course yeah. is that Kobe would have played at Duke. Uh he's on record as having said that. Wasn't he like almost a commit? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, it's it's but- completely relevant to uh actually to the topic that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um, yeah. with with the one and done era. Uh, and, uh, um, you know how the success of guys like Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant, um, uh, before that was in place, um, you know, they, they really were in the public eye, um, uh, for a long time. So, uh, topic of our podcast today. Can I say real quick, Aaron? Sorry. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the movie Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett, you remind me of that. Um, they should go see it. It's an awesome movie. And, uh, like the first good basketball movie in a long time. It rules. Oh. Yeah. It's not, you wouldn't call it basketball. Basketball plays a major part in it. I see. And Adam Sandler, who I usually can't stand, is amazing. So, sorry to interrupt you. I heard that it was like a two hour long panic attack. Pretty much. Okay. But so, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Hugely uh, entertaining, though. Not not in a negative way. Oh, right. Right. No, All no, no. It's positive. not like an anxiety dream. It's like a, it's an edgier seat. But, like, I can't even, sometimes I can't even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because it too, just too stresses cringy. me out. <laughs> Um, so we, we received a, a question a, a good while ago on Twitter from, uh, from one of our, one of our listeners, uh, and this is a good use of Twitter, I think, um, uh, is to communicate with all of you. Uh, and the question was, uh, what, what do we think is going to happen when coach K eventually steps back? Uh, uh, who will be the next coach of the Duke men's basketball program? Will Duke even still have a men's basketball program? <laughs> if we get there, like <laughs> that would be bad. I would love. I would love to take that. Retire, they just shut it down. Retire yeah. the program. Yeah, yeah. coach. Uh, coach K's out. Can't We're done. get any better than this. Uh, all right. Well, that was a good podcast, everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. That's probably the most likely. Um, Anything else would be disrespectful right? to Coach K to keep playing another game. That is probably true. Do you think they'll change Cameron Indoor Stadium to be named after him? Ooh, it's already, no. co- it's already Coach no. K Court. No, no they'll destroy no. it and build a giant new luxury arena. How about this? How about this? But it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be like, it's gonna, it's gonna be like over top of Cameron. They're gonna, yeah. like, they'll like encase it in there, um, like a tacky mall of America. Yeah, like exactly. Co- yes, the Coach K Megadome. Boom, yeah. the Coach K KFC Yum Center Megadome <laughs> at Cameron Indoor Stadium <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the Coach K Court. Uh, 
Uh, I know just, it's going to be so sad. Just laser shows yeah. and, and the students, the students in the rafters, like the student section, just like well, they'll like where all the old walls were. It'll just be glass walls. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, it's our style now. Yeah. With like dancers behind. Right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I just danced in front of them uh, yeah, a little it was bit. It was a great. thing. You loved it. It was we, a thing. We saw it. You loved it. Um, yeah, my other idea was <laughs> I'm gonna forget it now that we got that thing. Um, I forget. Let's move on. Okay, so um, I think we've all prepared um, uh, some material, some thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, as it were, uh, about what will happen. Um, does anyone in particular want to start? This is my favorite thing when I'm a teacher, by the way. Yeah, to uh, ask for like uh, Ariana, who, who you, wants to yeah. kick off the discussion. Yeah, who, who wants um, to get us started right? here? I I can. Do it. Um, so you, uh, were, you were, I was also that were... kid in class too. Who's <laughs> like I can't? I, I'll do it. I'll do it because nobody else wants to speak. Um, oh, I that's of my not idea. true in this. Oh, go for oh, it. You Before you forget no, no, it. No, no, I just thought of my idea. <laughs> Before you forget it, go. Change change Cameron Indoor Stadium to Cameron Kindor Stadium, but it's K's for Cameron right, and yeah. it in front of Indoor. <laughs> Yeah, that's that and it has the word kin in it, like family. Mm. That's because Coach K was our is our yeah ghost too many case too many okay. case. All right. Um, so I think to me the way that I thought about this question of who, what happens when Coach K retires, who's going to be his successor, um, I kind of jotted down three three questions for discussion. Um, the first one being, excuse me, I will just note. That Shane Ryan just attempted to look at, at my notes. notes. Yeah, he's a cheater. Attempt. I did you it. Did. He's a cheater. <laughs> cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> and taking advantage of you and the lovely things you were talking about. I'm not, order- the, I'm not the one who just interrupted the only woman on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, but you did, though, by your action of looking at the notes. You knew it would provoke in me the interruption response. Aaron canceled. <laughs> Lord. Um, but no, so three questions that I have to kind of center <laughs> as Shade looks at Aaron's notes again while Aaron is drinking water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's because he didn't actually prepare anything, and so he needs he true? needs fodder. Oh, okay. Um, so the three questions that I have. Number one, is it going to be somebody who's a part of the Brotherhood? So previous players of Duke. We know that his coaching staff is exclusively previous players that he has coached or are they going to pick somebody from outside of Duke? Second question. If it is one of his former players, is it going to be one of the ones who are coaching already? So Wojciechowski, Johnny Dawkins, Chris Collins, uh, Greg Paulus, he's a coach now. Um, Or is it going to be one of his previous players who has not coached? but is still kind of involved in basketball in some way, shape, or form. Um, third question, is there the possibility that they choose a women's basketball player? To coach the Duke men's team? Mm-hmm. Oh, a former Duke women's player? Mm-hmm. Who? Can it be more Alana Beard? More, is yeah, I was just going to say, Alana Beard just retired. From I think she'd have to be on the staff first. Who did she? Where was she, she coaching? No, she was, no, she was playing in the, the WNBA. WNBA. Oh, it's like you don't even watch the WNBA. Wow, Shane, Shane. now you're canceled. Wow. Yeah, I think you're more canceled <clears throat> than Aaron is canceled. Uh, I just don't see the difference between WNBA and NBA. I didn't know there was a distinction. <laughs> That's insane that you look at it and see a bunch of women. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. I was just considered the NBA that plays in the summer. Oh, okay. Uh, right. No, I actually, well, that's an interesting question. I would be very hesitant about 
anybody making them a head coach without head coaching experience. I'll say that like straight off. Like that's a huge risk because I think we have seen with certain programs that if you have a bad coach or two, it can royally like mess things up. Like you can ruin a good program by like a sort of, you know, a a couple bad years. (laughs) Like all of a sudden nobody wants to take the job or uh, I think that has happened. I I thought about this too. Everyone on my list is a, is a, um, was at one point a head coach or Mm -hmm. is currently a head coach of a basketball team. Um, But like, what if you could get Grant Hill? Yeah. Right. Uh, but don't but make like, the, don't make the mistake of thinking that a good player equals a good coach. No, no, no. I, I well, we'll uh, we'll get to my scenario. Okay, okay. The, um, I I should just do my first one. Yeah, go do for it. it. Do it. Um, so in this scenario, we have to assume that uh, the one and done era is continuing. Mm-hmm. Okay, or at least an era where uh, uh, high the most talented recruits out of high school are going to play college basketball. At least so, for a year. Yeah, at least for a year. Maybe it's two years. I don't, I don't know, whatever. That it's still the most viable place uh, for um, uh, these talented guys and that recruiting is really important. Uh, even in this world, I believe you have to have a fall guy. I think we learned, if we learned nothing from uh, the UNC situation, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a fall guy. And after someone with as gigantic a personality uh, uh, and and legacy and impact as Coach K, um, you simply can't go to your first choice first. You need the rebound guy. It's Johnny Dawkins. <laughs> Johnny Dawkins is set up to be the fall guy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like what, what was the guy's name at Carolina? Bill Doherty? Brad Darty. Oh, Brad Doherty. Yeah, yeah, right. And I feel bad saying this because I like Johnny Dawkins mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, and I think he he would be a good coach, but I think he's going to be fired after three years, maybe four. Um, I can't decide uh, to pave the way for Jeff Capel, hmm. uh, who will you know obviously had a great impact on our recruiting mm-hmm. uh, abilities, but you can't put him in there right away in case he screws up. Um, and you know John Dawkins is a little bit older. So he's going to be limited kind of on that end. And you can maybe force him out a little bit and say, hey, the program needs you to, to step down. So I think status quo in the college basketball world, three years of a Johnny Dawkins fall guy regime, followed by permanent hire of Jeff Capel. Hmm. Responding to that, um, I did look primarily at the Coach K coaching tree because it seems like that's the way. Like UNC, I don't think, would dream of having a coach that didn't have some connection there. It, it does tend to work that way, but not always. But I do think those are the most likely guys. I personally feel that Johnny Dawkins had a perfect test case in Stanford, which is like a school in a big conference, but that has a big academic reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's not exactly the same because Duke was a good basketball school before Coach K. It's in North Carolina. Like, it, There's differences. Well, I know, he f- and he failed. And he failed. And, and which so, is why he's the perfect fall guy. Well, uh, right, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the thing that we want a successful coach right away. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, I, I do think, yeah, Like, if he's like a f- your fall guy theory, he's perfect. But I don't feel that he's earned the chance to coach Duke. Um, now, looking at the other guys, you have a similar situation with Chris Collins at Northwestern, right? Big conference. This is the smartest private school there. And that is an even tougher situation, but he's failed just as much. Uh, in fact, you know, he had some initial, like he got into the NCAA tournament one year and 
his program's fallen apart. So he's been there. Let's see. This is his seventh yeah, he's year. One hundred six and one hundred three. So barely over mm. five. That's overall. In, con- overall. in in conference, he's worse. He's forty and seventy one. I feel like he has and not. only one tournament appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has not earned the chance. Then you have Bobby Hurley at Arizona uh, oh, State. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So you, these are your. This is your first hire. You're 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 going no on the fall guy thing. I, I'm going no on the fall guy. I think okay. you want you want to keep the Ariana. Where are you on the fall guy situation? Hmm. It's batshit. Fall, fall <laughs> person. Know. But but no, but it would fit in with the current mind games. <laughs> You're a maniac. You're an absolute maniac. This is like do you think that the world really works the way you think it works? Do you think that there are We not... already know that Shane's brain is broken. Well, he right, just told us it's this. broken, but it's not broken in the right way. But I still know what I do know is that you went, Ariana, what do you think? And the minute she spoke, you just jumped and interrupted her again. I did not. <laughs> she It's cuz I'm just being a dick. I'm being a dick. Oh, Lord, do you I not think that there are like secret tour buses that crawl around our streets at night? Or the streets in California or or whatever. Well, of course um, I believe that. Okay. And that the very wealthy are being transported around in secret and they're doing secret drugs that we don't what know about. What is happening? They're, Fuck me. What is happening right now? Like, this is some like shit. when you get into the upper echelons uh-huh. of society, yep. things do not work by the rules. That you and I... I mean, obviously, everybody knows that like society works that way. Once you're mega rich, you can literally do anything. No, no, no. no, no. Don't bring this back to Earth, Ariana. He's talking <laughs> about secret tour buses. I gotta it's say, secret drugs. one of my like secret fears is like <laughs> catching schizophrenia. I think we're watching it happen to Aaron in, in this room right now. No, like... You don't the think paranoia you, is outrageous. Okay, d- really, you're in the you're in that that board meeting where they're deciding on the next coach. Okay, okay, you've all been in your private buses. Okay, you've been transported there what? with the secret. Drugs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're in our. We've been transported. Yeah, yeah. We're part of the cabal now. Yeah. Okay. You all sit around. You're smoking your cigars or doing whatever the healthy version of cigars is now. Um, is there a healthy version? I, of that? I don't know. Whatever. I think whatever. It's it is. There's e cigars for ri- only rich people. <laughs> Right. This, well, no, you're all doing. I think they all do the um, the drugs that don't make you sleep, the ones that keep you awake yeah. but don't have a. They're, they're not like amphetamines. They're the good. They the, got pocket full of greenies. But no, no, no. Like the good ones, the ones that don't make you. Um, like uh, the new wire. Adderall that they won't. They won't. Yeah, exactly. The exactly. Right. Um, and they're all sitting around saying like, "God, this is going to be our ass, right? Whatever we do here, is going to be the thing that defines us." And frankly, trying to make the right choice is too hard. But we know we can make the wrong choice. You don't think, Ariana? Can you can you take this? You don't this? think this so, is how the world works? So, I, just real quick, Ariana, let her or Aaron let her talk this time, please. I, uh, <laughs> the, in you spouting whatever that just was, that gave me time to think about your fall guy scenario. And initially, I was like, this could maybe happen. Um, Thank you. But then the longer, hang on, the longer you were talking, <laughs> the more I actually like disagree with it. Um, and here's why. Coach K isn't going to choose a Coach K player that he has coached, mm. helped fail? form as a coach themselves, yes. and train to, to be a leader in men's basketball, he's not going to choose that person to fail because that is a failure of his. 
Mm. Yeah. Particularly to choose them to step into the role of being his successor. He is not going to set that person up for failure. That's a good point if you buy into the world of, of things working logically. I think Coach K no. at this point, his he will be shuffled off and it will not be his choice. Oh, do we I think it's going to be Coach K's choice? Yeah, yeah, you can't fire Coach K. Well, no, 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 to step back, but the next hire. Does oh, he, he get a word in it? Yes. De- yeah, depending and on how it happens. even if it is not right? him, his family is so deeply embedded into Duke athletics that they are going to have a voice in that matter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is not going to be without discussion and inclusion of that family. It just, it won't, it will not happen that way. And that is another reason why I do not think that they would choose somebody who Coach K has led and trained and worked with to, and put them in a position of failure. But it would be a good way to trick Coach K. What? what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> to trick, okay, to say. To trick him into what? <laughs> to, to trick him into what, Aaron? Aaron believes, Aaron believes there has to <laughs> be a fall he guy. he said he doesn't know. <laughs> I think there has to be a fall guy. All right. So I don't know if that's necessary. Let me go, let me just go really quickly through the other possibilities of Duke coaches. So I was about to mention um, Bobby Hurley mm-hmm. at Arizona State. He did well at Buffalo. He's been fine at Arizona State. He's improved them every year. Yeah. I would say promising, but not, not enough. Has not won a tournament game, for instance. Yeah, he's like, not enough. also not close to the Duke family. That I don't yeah. know. That, but I'm not sure. He was, ne- he was never a Duke assistant, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, if we're looking at Duke assistants, it's Woj, Collins, Dawkins, Capel. Was Amaker uh, an assistant? I don't believe so. Um, let's see. If Amaker was an assistant. Shire, Nate James, Nolan. Yeah, he was an assistant oh, okay. for a long time, for about oh, a decade. Wow. Oh, okay. All right, um, so, so Tommy Amaker was the next one. So Tommy Amaker went to Seton Hall. Um, did okay. Had a couple. He made the Sweet 16 one year uh, in, a, in a tough Big East at the time. Then he went to Michigan. Um, he won the NIT. He never got in the tournament. And then there was some shit with him. I don't know exactly what it was, but there was some like questions about him doing some dirty dealing. So then he went to Harvard and has turned Harvard into an Ivy League powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But you, you do, he's got a good claim on it, and you're like, well, but what about every time he was with a big program, he couldn't quite do it. So there's, there's doubts with him. That's the thing. There's doubts with anybody. Coach K's coaching tree is not like it's not the same as like a UNC coaching tree where there's a, a clear successor in many cases. So then you look at Jeff Capel, who. We talked about like he, he did well with VCU. He was a good coach at Oklahoma. Again, there was some some shades of dirtiness potentially there, and and he actually was out of co- coaching for a long time. And then he came to Duke, uh, a fabulous recruiter. Everybody talked about mm-hmm. what a great recruiter he was. He's well suited for the one and done era, which we have to note though is probably coming to an end pretty soon. Um, and now he's with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is having a good year this year mm-hmm. in his second year. But again, it's not like this clear cut case. Uh, you can look in the NBA, Quinn Snyder. Uh, is the coach of the Utah Jazz, and he's done a nice job with them. They're always a good team. Yeah. He seems to be a steady coach. Him at Missouri was not, uh, not a, good, no. a good situation at all. Not good. And you don't know like whose fault it was necessarily, but again, he, his record there is, is not great. And look, we've seen guys go from college to the NBA mm-hmm. and not succeed. We've mm-hmm. seen them succeed, but we've seen people go the other way too and not necessarily succeed. My question about Quinn Snyder was why would he do it? Yeah, right. All of these yeah. things, like everyone I've mentioned before, Quinn Snyder, it's like, yes, they would take the Duke job. Uh, Quinn Snyder is the first one where you're like, I he's don't... He's kind of got a cushy why? position where he is. There really isn't well, a compelling yeah, reason yeah. that he would come back. It's not, it's not like he's not going to be... I'm sure things will sour with the Jazz eventually. Although, 
what was it, Jerry Sloan coached there for a million years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not. Um, maybe they're one of those, you know, like Mike Tomlin situations. And um, Ariana, you mentioned Alana Beard, and you're, they're the idea, too, of like hiring a female uh, coach. Um, I would not hire somebody without experience, but it's funny because the thing I thought before is the person with the best coaching tree, period, in basketball is Greg Popovich. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Becky Hammond uh, is his assistant, and yep. she was the second female assistant coach ever in the NBA. Like, if Duke wanted to, to do something like that, and like right. that would. I certainly would feel confident having Becky Hammond as a coach because anyone who's been under Popovich for that long mm-hmm. is going to be good. If Becky Hammond were anybody, were if Becky Hammond were a man, she would be a head coach in the yep. NBA somewhere right now. Um, so that's a possibility. But I will say, I think there is one obvious choice if you had your druthers, and this person also might not take the job. But if we're operating operating under the presumption that okay, Duke basketball is a huge, huge job. It's going to be enticing to anybody. I think Jay Wright at Villanova is the guy that you hmm. want to try to lure away. Now, Villanova is a historical program itself, and there's absolutely he's won national titles there. There's absolutely nothing to say this guy's going to want to come to Duke. He might be at Villanova the rest of his life. If I had my druthers, a guy who is, like he's, I think, 58 now, who's a tremendous basketball coach, I think plays a style that would fit in with Duke, which I find enormously important. I do not want the next Tony Bennett or like Brad Stevens right. coming to mm-hmm. this school and running some pack line bullshit that we have to suffer through. I want fast athletic basketball. Like UNC demands it. Duke should demand it after Coach K's gone. Yeah, to me, Jay Wright is a guy who sticks out. But Villanova people would probably be furious at me even suggesting it because their program is, as I said, historic and great all on its own. And it may be true that he wouldn't take the job. And he's an outsider. And when is hiring an outsider ever worked for Duke before? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Good question. Good question. So I actually... I, in From my, the Northeast. <laughs> right, yes. Um, uh, his name is too easy to spell and pronounce. Um, <laughs> in, in, my ser- in my serious scenario, too, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is where college ball becomes quote unquote college ball mm-hmm. uh, where players stay for players stay for long haul four years. It's not, um, you know, one and done goes away, right? The uh, focus shifts elsewhere, either NBA or, or D league. Uh, G league. D league. It's the G league. It's the G league now, homie. What's the, what was the D league? The D league was the G league, but oh. now they are the G league. It stands for developmental. <laughs> okay. Now, right, like, why would they switch it? Why would they switch it, man? A little, a little company you may have heard of called Gatorade. Gator Juice. So do you think that they discussed that in their luxury buses? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. When they were exchanging Absolutely. money, yes. Yes. Okay. So my, but, like, seriously, if college ball becomes college ball, um, uh, I ranked Wojo first. Oh yeah, well, yeah, Wojo's a guy Woj. I didn't remember. He's, he's been at. Um, he's doing good at Marquette. Yeah, he's been fine at Marquette. Absolutely. Um, uh, I ranked Amaker second because I think uh, he's succeeding at a program where you don't get scholarships or not very many scholarships or, or something like that. No, you don't. You, no, no scholarships. League, period. Yeah. No, now you can get people admitted <laughs> to the school that otherwise might not have, but yeah, you don't get money to yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Chris Collins, you know, working at a similar type of institution, uh, Northwestern, uh, uh, very academically rigorous. But he hasn't done the job. Mm-hmm. No, no. Now I will say also, Wojo has never won a tournament game. So I mean, there's these, there's always like these asterisks. I think by all these. But your point is good. He's been fine at Marquette, but I have one. I have actually I have two bulletproof ones. Okay. One that nobody's talking about. 
Robert Montgomery Knight. <laughs> yeah, well, he and Coach K have such a strong relationship now. They seem friendly. <laughs> Ish. There's been some bad I was blood. I was joking. They, but they are more friendly now. Oh, they are, okay. But it's been like, yeah. I love Bobby Knight. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. That would be awesome. <laughs> or his um, kid Pat, who like failed at well, Texas Tech. No. <laughs> so I was going to say, there's a clear nepotism hire also, which is Mike White. Yeah. Kevin White's kid. Yeah. Currently the he's head at Florida. coach at Florida. Uh, he's 158 in his uh, <laughs> record. Uh, three. I thought he was naming no. ages, and yeah. I was like, he's not that old, Aaron. He's not 158 I only, years old. He's 158 years young. He loves I, canasta and shuffleboard. I only work on um, the biblical oh, age God. system, so he is 153 years old. He's 1 one twentieth of like 40. Right, right. Oh, Lord. Uh, but he's been to the tournament three times in, in his five years so far, uh, you know, and his dad's the AD. Yeah. What else? Are, are we forgetting anybody? And like, so the thing is, you could do like Texas did and go for somebody who's been successful at a mid major like Shaka Smart, but you run into issues. That, I mean, you, right. you're rolling the dice to such an extent that I feel like Duke has enough cachet and, you know, commands enough attention that they can sort of skip that. They, they can get somebody really good, really established, but the name doesn't jump out to you beyond my fantasy of Jay Wright. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Mike White, <laughs> that would be. Um, really interesting. I, I'm trying to like. I'm looking through. I don't know. I, I just don't know who it is. Um, I don't think it's an outside hire. Yeah. I, I mean, or outside of the coaching tree hire. Yeah. But who do you pick from that coaching tree? Who who would you pick out of the choices? Well, that have that due connection. I mean, I th- I think one of the. All right. Do you questions want- that. I had. Sorry, I mean, one, we I didn't look at... Huh? I yeah, you are interrupting I'm me. I'm really interrupting um, I put it on his head. head. <laughs> head. Like, now, now, now it's happening. Up. <laughs> um, one, we haven't looked at any of the current Duke coaching staff, like the assistants that we have right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we have Nate James, John Shire, um, Nolan Smith. Um, am I missing anybody? Nate James, John Shire, Nolan Smith. Chris Carowell. Yeah, those are your guys. Yeah, it? those are the four that we've got right now. Yeah. I mean, of those of those four, um, part of me, I mean, Nate James has been here for a good while. He's really effective in, like, working with um, our big men. And part of me would, like, if uh, – no, part of me wouldn't mind seeing him slide into that position. Um, I, I think he – has good relationships with our players and has historically in the time that he has been there at Duke. Um, and I, I think granted he doesn't have head coaching experience. I think I could see that being a potential or a possibility um, and a possibility that I would trust. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one potential option. I think if we're looking at head, like previous Duke players who are currently head coaches um yeah, I'd go Capel or Wojciechowski. One of those. One of those two. Yeah. Um, Not Capel amateur, just huh? got. Capel yeah. just got signed to. Um, Money's no object. I. That's not what I was going to say, but okay. Um, Capel <laughs> just got signed to an extension by Pitt, and yeah. so then you have to think about like the amount of time he's going to be there, the amount of time that it'll be until Coach K retires. Yeah. Um, and so, in that in that balance um it kind of gives him more time to develop as a head coach 
um, and kind of continue pushing this program because he's like you know having a good successful year right now um so that extra i don't remember if it was two or three years gives him more time to kind of establish and like step into this yes yes, uh, yes. successful program and to coach Um, in the acc right and so um i don't know I got a comment from Connor Southard here on Twitter. One thing is certain, K will get to pick his successor, and Duke will be stuck with that person for at least a couple seasons, so we better hope he picks well. Uh, Adam responds saying, I am looking forward to people sincerely arguing that Quinn Snyder is going to leave his extremely secure NBA job to go back to Duke. Fair point. That's a point for me. That is a point for Aaron. Uh, And Connor says, or Brad Stevens, who's affiliated with Duke because he coached against them once. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, that was a good point. Like, I don't want to see Brad Stevens, and I don't think he, like, it will be him. Um, but I'm, yeah, I was looking at the list of current college coaches just going, who Shane, I'm going to interrupt you. Oh my God. Oh, he interrupted you this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a white man. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. <laughs> I am allowed to it do that because <laughs> we have a sponsor and they're probably going to be mad if oh. we don't do their ad sometime before we yeah. finish this discussion. Oh. oh, so you got, you went out and hustled a new sponsor. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Go for it. Well, okay. hold on. Let's say we had wackaroni and right. cheese, which is you hit you hit your people with noodles. Mm-hmm. We had the fully fully catheters, yep. and then the deldo last yes. time, which was a depression emitting erasing light. A lot, there was a lot of confusion about. The yeah, deldo. there's like there's some branding issues, and they've pulled back. They yeah. they were fine with. We read their ad; they were mm-hmm. fine. But I'm mm-hmm. glad we have a new one. Yeah. So uh, primary season is heating up. Uh, obviously, political uh, ad spending is something that that the ACC network wants to to get in on. Um, yep. Uh, this this one particular ad uh, uh, for this product uh, did not did not exactly uh, make the cut, um, but uh, they they said we could have it. And uh, open arms at the Cameron Lazies. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna go for it. Awesome. So this is an ad for a product called Sleepy Joe Pajamas. Nice. Um, it's a, a product being marketed by the Joe Biden campaign. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And. Uh, um, We've actually so yeah I mean I, I applaud the effort um, trying to to spin the negative nickname that he's gotten mm-hmm. uh, into into something fun yeah. you know that that you can wear um, and uh, <laughs> uh, the really unique thing about this ad is that Joe Biden himself wrote the ad copy oh wow oh that's interesting he doesn't just endorse it he no is no 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 all he in is all in so he wrote the what we're about to hear this is written by joe these biden are, these that's are what words I was from sleepy joe now that's great that's, that's what i was told that's big i mean that shows the hands-on kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. the take charge but like he's yeah. not like micromanaging no but he's like he's very interested in like all aspects of the campaign yeah okay that's great <clears throat> oh should you do the transitioning music from cameron yeah. lazy's to uh a little, ad. little ad music? Yeah. Cam and Crazies, we have ads. Don't you betcha, we have ads. Here's the deal, folks. It's getting dark outside. God love you. You know it is. The sun goes down early. <laughs> it does. Not a joke. Dipping down over the horizon, the streetlights of Scranton, Pennsylvania are going on. And that is from good old-fashioned American power plants. Not just coal power plants, but renewable plants. And the hardworking people of Pennsylvania are generating power for all of us. President Obama and I made great progress on renewable energy, helping to develop great technology. My dad said, Joey, make sure the people know that the government can help keep the lights on. My word is a Biden. Anyway, here's the deal. You're at home and it's dark and it's getting cold, okay? Okay. Now, now you can't complain about it. That's just not what you do. Look, I understand. 
Cold and dark. By the way, you have your power plants for the heat as well. Coal-fired and renewable. It's all there. Not oil from Venezuela or from OPEC. Geothermal is something we've worked on, and I was there working on it very hard. But folks, that's not going to do it. Not at all. Yes, the heat in your house is, is nice, but maybe it isn't enough. As my mom, God bless her, she passed in 2010 while I was working with President Obama to rescue our economy. Anyway, she used to say, everybody's equal, but maybe we aren't equally warm. Not at night, anyway. You get into bed and you want to be comfortable. Excuse me, you still have to keep the heat on at night. Make sure you and the kids feel the nice warm air coming from the radiator. The radiator is knocking. That's the steam. Not a joke. We had a furnace back home in Wilmington, Delaware, down in the cellar. Folks, I never had a problem with it. I was the one who confronted the furnace. Some kids, they were scared of the furnace in their own cellars. Little Danny Spectacles. That's what we used to call him. His eyes were not so good. And he was surely afraid of the furnace. His father had a beautiful Studebaker. Cream colored. I remember it well. The Swansons. Here's the deal. <laughs> we kids would have breakfast at the Swanson's house every once in a while. Mrs. Swanson, God bless her, would make delicious griddle cakes. Pancakes, you call them. Mrs. Swanson put bicarbonate of soda in with the batter, and it was good for us. Very strong stuff if you use too much of it, but folks, I'm glad we had it. We were five, six, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, or my name isn't Joseph R. Biden Jr. Oh, anyway, maybe it was Scranton. I've gotten it a little backward. I don't know. I could go on and on. Folks, I want to close with an old homily passed down through my family. The greatest gift God gave to mankind was the ability to forget. Thank you very much. That was very oh good by Joe. And you know what I admire about that? It's one of those Ugh. ads that never mentions the product. Yeah. <laughs> You're just so inspired by the words of Joe Biden that you just feel the need for this product and you will find out what it is and order it for yourself. And he pictures his campaign Ooh. transcribing this. And, yeah. you know, maybe someone had the idea of, should we insert something about the pajamas? Yeah. And they didn't. No. That, no. To me, that's integrity. That's right. Wow. Well, well, well done, uh, Aaron, getting that ad. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I cried. I was so moved. <laughs> yeah. Little Danny Spectacles. Little. He was afraid of the furnace. <laughs> Biden confronted the furnace. He did indeed. Oh, so shit. Get, get your uh, Sleepy Joe oh, pajamas. Sleepy Lord. Joe pajamas. <laughs> Lord. No clue what they look like or feel like, but. They will uh, keep you warm when it is cold out. We Maybe think. We, we don't know. <laughs> well, people are equal, but they're not, not equally, equally warm. warm. <laughs> what was the line about bicarbonate again? Bicarbonate of soda. It's strong oh, stuff. It's if you use too much of it. Too much of it. Wow, I think that might that be my was... favorite ad so far. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a keeper. Yeah. Um, in fact, I part of me thinks no matter what companies we induce in the future. Uh, Joe Biden maybe should write the ad copy for if he's all up for of them, it. Yeah, for all of them. He's a busy guy. He's got Iowa he, coming he up. He may have spare time. Uh, yeah, on his hands. Uh, you never know. Okay. Wow. So, did, did you complete your search through the um, 
interwebs of the list oh, of coaches. Oh, yeah. No, there's nobody That's really out there. what you were supposed to do yeah. during the ad. Oh, That's God. That's why it. I gave you the ad. No, I was to too riveted. I was too riveted. Um, there's nobody. There's yeah. nobody that you look at and you're like, this person is like this a person. slam dunk. Um, there's good coaches, but ultimately, like the one you're going to want is the one that's going to peak in the next couple yeah. years, and it's hard to tell who that person is. And if they're peaking in the mid majors, it's hard to tell if it'll translate. And if they're peaking at a different school, it's hard to tell if it'll translate. So yeah. there's there's going to be uncertainty no matter what you do. Um, but I think the ultimate drama is does do they go outside the Duke coaching tree? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, so I have a I have a. Um Outside of the coaching tree, but inside of the Duke family, Mm -hmm. um, which is this scenario is called the Mac Brown. Um, uh, Mac Brown, of course, recently rehired uh, by UNC. Yeah. So we have to go back to um, the coaches before Coach K. I know who you're Mm going to say. Well, Bucky Waters. uh, Bucky Waters, (laughs) only 84 years old. Woohoo! Young and kicking. He is the, um, unfortunately, of our. four most recent head coaches before coach K the only one that is still alive. Mm. Um, interestingly, uh, two of them uh, passed away in 2018. So hmm. well, conspiracy. Yeah. Um, but in terms of talking about coaches that coached against us, who are also, uh, former Duke players, but never Duke assistants, lefty Drizel, 88 years young. <laughs> so he could, yeah, he could get <laughs> he in could there. Do it. I think, uh, those, those are my two Mac Brown. All right, I'm going Legit. because I like Villanova <laughs> so much. Massimino. Oh, he died in 2017. I thought Raleigh Massimino was still there. Um, yeah, those are those are great picks. Anyone yeah. uh, anyone off the wall, Ariana, that you can think of? Uh, not that I can think of. Um, but part of me was wondering. So, like, Coach K was what 30 when he got hired, and so all the folks that we have named so far are older than that. Well, mm-hmm. older than that, and so it brings up the question. What young people right now, Duke or otherwise, are out there that could step into that role at that young an age? Greg Paulus. <clears throat> uh, no, but seriously, like I think that actually Nolan Smith and John Shire are really good picks, mm-hmm. um, and that they could do they could reign together. Yeah, as co-head dual coaches. Ca- dual head coaches. <clears throat> that way, neither one would be accountable. Right, you could always blame the other one. Each yeah. one would be the fall guy. Right. <laughs> They should do a reality show where they get all 16 of these former Duke coaches and that for yeah. a year, for oh, a year, they, they get all, all coach. Turns. They all coach that year, but they take turns being <clears throat> head coach. And what would they get as their like the rose? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, oh, man. That's a good cue. Maybe um, a coach. Pitchforks. K, coach K bobblehead or a pitchfork. Pitchforks. Yeah. And the devil would be the one handing out the pitchforks. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do yeah. this, Aaron. You could get in on this. <laughs> you could. Get in. Yeah. They can't well, hire a student. They, They've right. got to get a former. Well, yeah. And they, well, they'd have to pay me to do it. So yeah. Since they can't pay the mascot. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What would you call that reality show? The Bebackler. With a K. Bebackler. <laughs> 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 Backler. That's really good. Oh, uh, no, you'd man. say you'd say so the you next. So you want to be the Blue Devils head coach? The next big devil, or something really catchy like that. <laughs> I'm getting tired. I'm yawning over here. I shouldn't be podcasting right now. Oh, this man, is. You're sundowning. I am. <laughs> you need some, you sleepy, need some sleepy Joe pajamas. <laughs> My life put a little bit too much of the bicarbonate soda. <laughs> now you listen here, fat. <laughs> I loved when he called that guy just fat at the at the campaign event. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, the guy was like basically like, isn't it corrupt that Hunter Biden worked for Burisma? 
He's like, no, you listen here, fat. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and then someone asked him if he's too old, and he challenged him to a push-up contest. This okay. seems normal. Right. Yeah. Well, I have I have one more candidate. Okay, Go for it. do it. Um, and this is my ultimate outside hire. Oof. <clears throat> Ariana knows about this. I tipped her off. A man who's out there looking for a job, demonstrated success, college coaching. Rick Pitino. Oh. So he adds the tilde. Right. Which we know you love, Shane. Well, if he pronounces it. If you use it. it. Yeah. Well, so he he would have to. Don't just decorate your name with it. He would have to. Um, uh, So it solves all his problems. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a different person. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Proven winner. Yep. Through and Uh, through. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to point out that so far in this podcast, Aaron has been guilty of interrupting women, elder abuse with that Biden ad, <laughs> and now cultural appropriation. Hey, 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 Joe Biden wrote that ad himself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Aaron was just delivering the message. That's true. And now cultural appropriation with you're the, the one. You're the one that started it with Laren Yaga. Laren Yaga. He actually has a tilde. Yeah, but it, didn't he add it? No, no. He oh, has it's a always t- been there? It's always been there. Oh, uh, we've just been culturally... No, he doesn't use. He doesn't pronounce it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so I'm just. I'm just saying, yeah. if you got the tilt, use it. Um, I'm just basically trying to turn this podcast around after I was the most heartless, <laughs> right? The in the yeah. beginning. Well, yeah, this was fun. I mean, um, I think we're uh, we're tapped out on Twitter, and what else do we have to say? I mean, Duke is off this weekend, which is why we're doing this. Yeah, we play show. Pit on Tuesday at 9 p.m., ladies and gents. Uh, great. And that so is, late. is that at, at home? Oh, it's at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll be there. Yep. I will indeed bring us a scattering report and we'll then, do. um, probably yep. won't be able to record until Thursday this week, but we'll, we'll do that. We'll yeah. head into the weekend and we'll, we'll make it work. Who now, who does Duke play after Pitt? I don't remember. At the weekend we play Syracuse. Okay. Away. Oh. At Syracuse. Always a game that gets me going. Yeah. No matter what. Cause I hate Syracuse mm. and I hate Jim Beheim. Well, buddy Beheim is like shooting oh, the lights out. Yeah. Yeah. He's also really annoying. Like he? after he shoots, like the look on the smirk on his face drives me insane. Well, he's Jim Beheim's kid. So <laughs> that's like yeah. unavoidable. Don't blame him for the genetics. That's <laughs> fair. The uh, coat removal, like throwing by Beheim, still one of my all time favorite moments. I love the game. Cameron. Yeah, when he got so mad that game yep. and Duke beat them. That there were a couple years where the Duke Syracuse rivalry oh, threatened so to like s- yeah. escalate into mm-hmm. awesomeness, and then Syracuse kind of stopped yeah. being good. But yeah. should um, be an interesting game. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. Uh, shall we call it there? It's interesting that you call us guys, uh, even though <laughs> one of us is a girl. Um, I am using the universal no, no, male no, pronoun. No, that's not the universal male <laughs> pronoun. Yeah. Interesting. Oh my God. Interesting. I will outwoke you, Shane. Uh, I don't know, man. I Let's think... have a woke off. No, that's yeah. that's something that someone who is so afraid of being canceled would do. I just I won't even do it. Wow. Okay. Well, I um, there you have it, folks. I don't know. I still don't know what the WNBA is because I see just one you NBA. You don't see. You don't <laughs> see. You don't gender. see the W. I don't see gender. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks Let's go. for still being with us, Ariana. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. Somebody has to try and keep the balance on this podcast. I don't know how well you've done today, <laughs> but to be fair, Aaron has interrupted me every been, time he's tried. I've been so terrible today. <laughs> All right, that's it. Enough. Oh, uh, Ariana is the only good person here, yeah. uh, the smartest true, and the best, true. and we're just a bunch of scumbags. Uh, you oh, can find gracious. the Kevin Lazies on iTunes, Google Podcasts, different other any Spotify. other podcast thing. Overcast. Overcast. Is um, that a real thing? Did we decide that that was a real thing? Didn't is I it a real it thing? It actually was. The Overcast is what that. That's the name of the. 
the drug bust thing. Um, ah. Oh, interesting. I do want to take a quick look at our um, locations. I don't see know if there I are any new ones. Yeah, we do. We have one from the Czech Republic. Solid. Um, that's new. Uh, we had we have one from Germany, Germany, which Sweet. is new, and then the big one, which I don't think I mentioned last time, is that we have cracked the People's Republic of China. Sweet. With one download. Sweet. One billion to go. People all over. Yeah. I want to get us a map and start like pinning That'd the different fun. countries that we've like started getting listenership in. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, and we shall see you next week, this coming week, whatever. Bye.